But while the son was still a long way off, his father saw him, was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe, put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast to celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is now alive again. He was lost and is now found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the oldest son in the field, when he came near the house, he heard the music and the dancing. So he called the servants, what's going on? Your brother has come home, he replied. He used to go in. So the father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, look, all these years I've been here, I've never disobeyed you. You never gave me anything. But when the son of yours, who squandered all your wealth, came home, you killed the calf for him. My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But I had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is now alive again. He was lost, but he is now found. What the children goes through, the child goes through, the father's heart stays the same. He is good and he is for us. He is amazing. Lord, we love you. We know we don't deserve you, but we have you. And it's an amazing place to be in. Thank you for your home, for your house here this morning. Thank you that you're here with us, sitting on your throne in this lounge room. Your presence, Lord, we come before you. Morning, Lord, in your mercy. Touch our heart this morning, Lord. Heal our souls, heal our body. Lord, if there's any pain, if there's any sickness in this place this morning, may it leave in the name of Jesus as we're in your midst. Holy God, you are so good. Amen. Amen. Why don't you take your seat in this lounge room of God. Good morning, church. How are you doing? Good. You're warm enough? Those in the back row, the heaters are at the back. I'm inching toward them myself. Thanks, Jock. Thanks for sharing this morning, brother. Always love it when you've got a microphone in your hand. Freedom, part two. You ready for this? Anyone experiencing a newfound freedom in their world of late? I'm not going to ask you to testify so you can be more confident in saying yes, if that's you. Is anyone discovering anything new in God that is manifesting itself in your life? like you haven't seen before. Anybody? There's a few people nodding and a few hands. Thank you for those that are with me this morning. Well, I, I believe that as a Christian, we are supposed to experience uh, ongoing releases of freedom in our world, ongoing uh, experiences and expressions of the thing that Christ bought for us one time, but we unpack them in our life. And if you haven't come across some new, awesome uh, experience of freedom in your world for a while, 
Well, this morning could be that time. You right? We're here in the Lord's presence, and this is going to be a good time this morning. We're going to uh, get to 2 Corinthians. You can turn your Bibles there. Listen to this scripture. It's found in 5.17. Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. The new life has begun. I need to read that again. Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, and the new life has begun. Not will begin, has begun. Now, has. Sometimes we look forward to the next life so much, like it's going to be, you know, be finally finished with all of the old. But this scripture says the old is already gone, and the new has already begun. I feel a little bit uh, like this. This week I bought a new barbecue. Yeah, Ray knows what I'm talking about. For a man, this is quite, uh, this is quite real. This is where the rubber hits the road. I feel I have a, uh, my trailer at the moment is loaded up with uh, waste metal, sheet metal ready for the tip. The old barbecue is in that trailer. The old is gone. The new has come, and I feel like a new man. But uh, jokes aside, this, this feeling of newness should be a part of our world every day. And we're not just talking about salvation here this morning. We're not just talking about our sinful life is gone and our new Righteous life has begun, but we're, we're talking about the, the culture of the kingdom where old ways and old nature, old experience, old thinking, all of it, old bondages, old chains is gone, and behold, the new has come. And this is our culture, this is our king, that we would, his heart is that we would experience this letting go of anything that is a part of. But it's not a once-off feeling or experience that you go through. This is our culture that we live in. It's kingdom culture. And 2 Corinthians is a great book all about this. If you want to discover freedoms in your life and walking in freedoms and what Christ has done for us once and for all, but how that's outworked in our life day to day, get your head in 2 Corinthians this this week. See if you can read right through it. There's a challenge for you. 2 Corinthians is Paul writing to this church in Corinth about the basics of what Christ has done, but goes into it in all these different avenues and depths, which can... Uh, bring revelation to our mind. You know, something. sometimes we hear things, the cliche things, and we switch off. But this book has got all these different avenues and what it means to be truly set free. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. That's where we're going to spend our morning this morning. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Thank you, Wayne. How did you get here this morning? Yeah.
Second Corinthians chapter 3. See, in the recording, Wayne, they don't hear any of that. They just hear me go silent for about two minutes. So if anyone's listening to a preaching message online in the future and there's a silence for a few moments, just understand it's Wayne just having a chat. There's nothing wrong with the recording. You don't have to try and turn it up. I'll kick back in for you. And just a shout out to my friend, Matty Blakers. He told me uh, he's going to listen in from WA these days. And he said, oh, can you do a shout out? There you go, Matt. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 7 to 11 is titled in my Bible, The Glory of the New, say New, Covenant. Here we go. The old way with laws etched in stone led to death. Though it began with such glory that the people of Israel could not bear to look at Moses' face. For his face shone with the glory of God, even though the brightness was already fading away. Now, if you're not familiar with this picture, with this story, Moses would climb the mountain. As he often did, he different. He's, he had a glow about him. He had the glory of God rub off on him. And one of those times he came down with the Ten Commandments. That's what it's talking about, this, the law etched in stone. But it, but it wasn't just that one-off time. Moses continually went back up to the mountain, spent time with the Lord, and came back different. There's something in that for, for all of us, really. This is the old way of doing it. This is what happened. So shouldn't we expect, if that was the old life, the old way, it goes on, shouldn't we expect far greater glory under the new way, now that the Holy Spirit is giving life? In the old way, which brings condemnation, oh, sorry, if the old way, which brings condemnation, was glorious, how much more glorious is the truly glorious? That mankind could be made right with God. That is glory right there. In fact, that, that first glory was not glorious at all compared to the overwhelming glory of the new way. So if the old way, which has been replaced, was glorious, how much more glorious is the new, which remains forever? Never fading. Moses would come down. The Bible doesn't talk specifically how long it took, but after a little while, that glow started to wear off. That glory started to wear off and reality kicked back in. That was the old way of doing things. That was the old experience of God, that you had to keep coming back and coming back and coming back. How much more glorious is this new way where the Holy Spirit gives life to us, which remains forever. It's a great passage, isn't it? Let's keep reading. Verse 12. Since this new way gives us such confidence, we can be very bold. Full stop. By the way, there's a couple of attributes of the new covenant that you are born into. 
that you, that you are living in right now, confidence and boldness. You can have that. You can claim that. Now, you can be shy a person. You can be a quiet person. I'm not talking about your personality here. I'm talking about your mindset of being confident and very bold. There's just a, that's just a freebie for you. It's not part of the message. Let's read on. We are not like Moses who put a veil, even though it was destined to fade away. But the people's minds were hardened. And to this day, whenever the old covenant is being read, the same, va- uh, the same veil covers their minds so that they cannot understand the truth. And this veil can be removed only by believing in Christ. Yes, even today, when they read, when they read Moses wrote, understand it. There is a veil that Moses would physically put over his face to stop the glare, possibly, from the glory of God, and others could not experience it as much. There was something in between he and them. Anyone watch the royal wedding last night? There was mainly all the women got quite excited then. There was a couple of guys that... <laughs> At least did you get home to see it? Good, good. We watched a little bit. Oh, I kept going to my room. I was trying to do some reading. But I kept coming out when I heard the girls getting excited. What's going on? And found myself checking it out for a bit before I got bored and went back away. And then I was, had to come and have another look again just to make sure she was going through with it. But... um. When, when she first came out, you know, she had a veil on her face. I don't know what that, when, when in the service that came off. I wasn't watching at that point. But um, I remember when Cassia walked down the aisle to me, standing down the front here when we got married uh, about 16 years ago. And uh, she had a veil. I had no idea of the dress. I hadn't seen it. She hadn't talked to me about it. Uh, she walks down the aisle with a veil over her face. And uh, it, was, it was a bit... Th- thicker than um, Megan's last night. And so I couldn't, quite, I couldn't quite see in full detail what was behind the veil. You with me? All the guys are sleeping right now. The girls are like are on the edge of their seat. And I remember the part of the service uh, when, um, when the veil came off. And it was the time in the service when, in our service, uh, my father who married us said, uh, you, you may kiss the bride. And this veil came off, and I kissed Cass for the first time ever. I promise, Steve, I promise. Up until that happened to me, and I saw her, honestly, Steve, I, was, I, I wanted to kiss her for the first time. Up until that point, we were just friends, strictly business. No, but this... this time in the service where the veil came off, I saw for the first time that day, you know, the full beauty, physical beauty in her face. I, I, I could see her through the veil, but I couldn't really 
you know, see in full detail. This is exactly what this is talking about here. And there needs to be an unveiling. And un yes, Serena. Yes. Ah, oh, he's lust. It's just lust. He couldn't wait. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that is probably my point exactly. He wanted to communicate clearly and see who he was talking to. So this veil that Moses has would have been the same as the experience that I had on that wedding day, that while it was there, the clarity and the fullness of what was behind, I couldn't experience yet. I couldn't understand yet. The veil, veils separate us from the clarity and the fullness of what's behind them. Veils separate us from the clarity and the fullness of God. Now, this is, this is going to hit home in a minute. This is, we're going to get to, this is going to have some meaning to it. There's another veil in the temple, in the Bible, that's talked about quite clearly. It's the veil of the temple, right? It's that veil that separated everybody from the Holy of Holies, the most holy place behind the curtain, the Holy of Holies, where only the priests could go to offer sacrifice. And that, that, there was this curtain, they say, it was about a foot thick. And, and it, was, it was, you know, to separate, to, to, to keep people away from the glory of God. And Jesus, hanging on the cross, cries out with his last breath, it is finished, took his last breath. And the Bible records that at that very moment, the veil in the temple was torn in two, was torn from of the glory of God, which was now fully accessible to everybody who had always had something between them and God. You hearing this? And they were able to enter in to the fullness of God. The fullness, not just a copied version, but the new way that we are reading about here in 2 Corinthians is ourselves. And there was a tearing of the veil. The only reason people don't receive the freedom and the glory of God is that they are looking at him through a veil. You didn't understand that? Belinda understood it, but the others didn't. I'm going to read that again. The only reason... People don't receive the freedom and the glory of God is that they are looking at him through a veil. A veil of misperception and a lack of understanding.
Let's read on. But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. For the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. You've heard that one before, right? Wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And this passage in 2 Corinthians talks to us about a people that are hearing with their ears, but because of a veil in front of them, they're not understanding who God is and his thoughts toward them that they choose not to receive him. It's the power of a veil. Just, just a thin mesh. You know, you can semi-see through, but just not in full clarity. And people choose after viewing God through some sort of veil, which may be a generational thing, something they've been taught of his goodness. They're veils. And it's the very thing that is stopping people from receiving God in his fullness. But it says here, let me read it again, but whoever, but whenever somebody turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away, for the Lord is spirit, and wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. I want to propose a thought to you that there's more than just the one veil that was torn in the temple. That this passage of Scripture is, is speaking to me that people have veils over them. Tearing of it to be able to see God, receive God in all of his fullness. And I want to propose a thought to you that we have more than one veil as well. You know, you may think that you as a Christian receive Christ, that, you know, you've had your veil torn. But I want to propose to you, absolutely, you've had veil torn for you to understand God and receive his salvation. But there are, we still look at God through veils that have been built in place in our thinking. And God is wanting them to be removed. Some areas, there are many areas in our life that have veils. Some areas in our life have been unveiled and we've let God in. Some areas in our life still carry a veil around them. But this scripture says, but wherever the Spirit is, the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. That means in our life, there may be areas where there is not freedom because the veil over that area has not been lifted. The veil over that area has not been torn. Are you with me? Might have the music team. Kev, can you just come? Thank you. You're right, Jordy. Just, just Kev. One more verse. Verse 18, so all of us 
who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. Veils removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. We can see God clearly only if we have our veils removed. We can have the glory of the Lord in our life only in the areas we have unveiled. We be able to see clearly, see God in his fullness. But it says we will also be able to reflect the glory of the Lord. Your walk with the Lord has never been just for you. The, the purpose of you having veils removed in your life and opening God up into all these different areas of your world is a huge benefit in there for you. Absolutely, you get to receive the fullness of God. But it says here in this final scripture that not only will you see the fullness of God, you'll be able to reflect Him. That's for others. God's glory isn't for you. That's for others around you. Am I right? That's for others to look and see your life and say, wow, there's something different about you. They won't say that it's the glory of God on you. They won't say, hey, you've had your veil removed. But that's what it is. Veils continually being taken off our life. Let's read B of this verse. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. Come on, stand to your feet this morning. The Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. It's an ongoing thing. Are you, are you understanding this this morning? There's an ongoing revealing of, of these filters that block us from full freedom, full clarity of God. And all we have to do is turn to Jesus. Turn these areas to Jesus. Why don't you close your eyes if you're not already? Some of you are going to have blockages removed in this anointing here this morning that have been there for far too long. He makes us more and more like Him. He takes us from glory to glory. There is more, there is more. We are continually changed by the renewing of our mind, changed into His glorious image. If the old way Moses, the new way comes from the inside out. It's not having God rub off on your outside, but it's having Him on your inside as you turn every area toward Him in your world and having things changed 
to make you more and more like Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for this time right now, this atmosphere and Holy Spirit, we give you free reign to speak to us, speak to our heart. We want understanding. We don't want to be blinded. We don't want to be deaf. We want to see you. We want to hear you. There's no area in our life, Lord Jesus, that's off limits to you. And there's no area in our life that you don't want to bring freedom to and liberty. Because wherever the Spirit is in our world, there is freedom. Thank you, Lord. Can you find it? Can you, can you just go there in your spirit, in, in your mind's eye, the thing that he might be challenging you, putting his finger on? saying, hey, you're not experiencing full freedom in this area. Some of you, there's a, there's a fear that is stopping you in this particular area. And the fear is legitimate. I'm not, you know, underestimating it. The fear, there is reason there. Why there's fear, there's, there's uncertainty there. But I promise you, you're living under a veil and you're not seeing clearly because of that fear. You need to turn to Jesus and let him tear that curtain from top to bottom. And the glory into that area will come. Thank you, Lord. Some of you are struggling at the, the moment in your financial world. And I don't intend to do this, so this must be God. But you're struggling in your financial world right now. And that can be all-consuming. It can for, for men. I don't know about you women, but it can be for men. Yeah. But you need to not look at Him through a veil. You need to not be squinting. You need to have his full understanding in this area. So you need to turn to Jesus. It says if you will turn to him, Jesus will remove the veil. I pray for freedom in this area, Lord, every single person that they would know your faith, what it means to walk in faith and in full freedom, your finances. I pray for health issues right now, this morning. If you've got a health issue that uh, you just can't seem to shake, why don't you lift your hands right now? Just include yourself in this prayer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, just switch on your faith a little bit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I command these veils to be removed, these blockages of the manifestation of healing, the thing that is dividing, separating the glory of God from finding these people's physical health need. In Jesus' name, I pray that veil be removed. In Jesus' name. We look to you, Jesus. We look to you. Lord God, remove this veil. Tear it from top to bottom. Let us see clearly and understand. 
If there is reason for it, show us. Let us have your mind, Lord. If there's change that we need to implement in our life, then let us see clearly and understand clearly. Let us not be swayed by wrong thinking or misperception. But Lord, we want to walk in your fullness and in your healing. In Jesus' name, I declare it over everyone in this room. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We had a powerful prayer meeting on Thursday night. Uh, and there was a bunch of blokes there. And, and uh, we shared, some of us shared of our different stories of breakthrough and finding freedom in different areas of our life from fear. And as I say that word fear, there are many fears that we struggle with. And, and um, we heard some testimonies on Friday night how God had done it for us. And then we prayed for you. We pray that this would be a week where, where you would understand freedom at a whole new level in your life. You would discover it and you would walk in it. Things that you haven't walked in freedom in, you'll start to walk in freedom in. So if you feel a little different this week, if you feel like your mind keeps getting, the attention of your mind is drawn spirit working in you and through you, and, and be proactive with that. You know, say, yes, Lord, what do you want to show me here? And then let him drop into your spirit areas that you didn't, you, maybe you didn't even know you were bound in, but he'll just drop something in your mind and, and just claim that, yeah, that's you, God, speaking to me, that you want me free in this area. What do I need to do? I want it. I want it. I want your fullness, God. I want to see you clearly and see your glory. Amen. Amen. God is good? So good. Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and the new life weak. Amen. Amen. Well, you have a great week. Have a great week and we'll see you next Sunday. If you can't make prayer meeting, but if you can make prayer meeting, Thursday night, the Olive Tree is 6.30. Thanks, Wayne. Hey, Wayne, come say thank you to all the people that are listening online. Thank you for having given them such a lovely morning. Thank you for making my brother Garen a lovely son, lovely Christian gentleman. All right. God bless. God bless. We'll see you all next Sunday. Thank you.